Good morning, church. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Austin Petrie, and I just graduated from Wiley High School. Next year, I will be attending Abilene Christian University, so I'm going to stick around, and I'll be studying political science. So first of all, I would like to thank the congregation for the constant kindness and generosity you all have showed me during my high school career. Throughout all the Bible classes, the, those delicious potlucks, and even the crazy SOS skits I've done, my, my faith has grown tremendously in the past four years. As for my class, none of us knew that our year was going to end in a spiraling downturn of cancellations and precautions. But the one thing that cannot be canceled was our faith. Every Sunday morning, we would tune into the weekly sermon from Chris, but we were slowly losing our fellowship with one another. It is so much harder to walk in faith alone than rather with your friends and family. This morning, I want to talk about the importance of having companions in your faith in an unconventional way. So when I was little, dressing up in different costumes used to be my favorite thing to do. Whether it be a pirate one day or a knight in shining armor the next, I was always pretending to be some extravagant character. With a lot of these costumes, my dad would fuel my imagination, I guess you could say, by building wooden swords or a battle fort or even a pirate ship from an 18-foot flatbed trailer. But one day, I remember swinging around my wooden sword, hitting trees or this, that, and the other, and I ran into it and I broke that sword in half. So I took it to my dad and he introduced me to one of the single greatest things on earth, duct tape. This led me into a whole new world of fascinating ideas of building and fixing all kinds of things. Still to this day, I have a sign in my room that reads, duct tape can't fix it, you just didn't use enough. Over the years, I have learned lots of tips about the infamous tape and all of its many uses. What it sticks to, what it doesn't stick to, and if you wanted to, you could even stick someone to a wall. Done that a few times. But there's one thing I realized just recently about the tape. Christians are a lot like, excuse me, a lot like this common household product. There are some materials that duct tape just don't stick to, just like when people reject Christianity or look down on their faith. But with enough tape, you start to see this change. You start to see Christianity molding into the non-believer and sticking with them possibly leaving that in their head and slowly forming into a faith, which eventually leads to baptism, a strong faith, and another brother and sister in Christ. Just as Matthew 28, 19 says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. As Christians, we have to search for these people in need and lead them down the right path, the path of Christ. And when the task may be tougher than just your tape, Look for help from the men and women here at Oldham Lane so you can continue your outreach. Or on the other hand, maybe a piece of tape sticks really well to another object and holds onto it tight. As if, just like myself, a Christian brought me to church and I formed the faith I know and value today. We constantly have to be looking for these situations and grow and spread the good news and never grow tired of doing such deeds. And when you find that one person that sticks well to the gospel, just one more Christian to start spreading the good news. And once again, this leads to another brother and sister in Christ, and so on and so forth. Just like in Galatians 6, 9, which reads, Let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due we will reap, and if we, excuse me, if we do not give up. This means that when we do spread the good news to just one person, our job is not finished. It is our duty as Christians to continue spreading the gospel and follow in the footsteps of Jesus Christ. And lastly, the strongest bond of all, when duct tape sticks to other duct tape. 
just as our congregation sits here today as one. And in this time of loneliness, this is what we need most, to not stray from each other, to be a whole faithful church. I know we're all here this morning wearing masks, and quite frankly, I don't like them either. But if that means we can gather here today, I know that's what Christ would want us to do. We look in Hebrews chapters 10, verses 24 through 25, which reads, Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Right now, Satan sees an opportunity to rip us apart with our country and our faith. But as long as we stick as a whole, he will always be outmatched. But most importantly, you know where all this tape comes from? The tape roll, the Bible, Jesus Christ. Where it all started and originated from. Just like in John 15, 5, says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart, for apart from me, you can do nothing. Or in duct tape terms, I am the roll, you are the tape. Whoever sticks on me and I on him, he is it that bears much stickiness. And for apart from me, you cannot stick. We have all come from the same place. At one point in our lives, we weren't Christians. But over time, we found that roll, along with all the tape around it. Each of us are simply a strip of tape from the main roll, meant to spread and repair broken lives around us. And right now, there's a tremendous amount of brokenness. And now is the time to lead towards your congregation and begin repairing the brokenness around you. There are many of us who are struggling with the constant grief of this virus and all the harm it causes. So this morning, I encourage you to lift up your companions and reach out with open arms. For in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 12 states, Two are better than one, because if you have a good reward for your toll. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold threefold cord is not quickly broken. Social interaction is constantly being regulated in this country nowadays, in the state and even in this city. But we must never break the ties of this church family. You know, it's easy in this time to ask, why is God doing this to us? But in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. Church, there is a road ahead, and we are beginning to see the light at the end of that tunnel. It's crazy times we're living in. It's going to take a lot of tape to fix. This morning, I challenge you to stick to others, stick together, and most importantly, stick to Christ. Thank you. Good morning, church. So my name is Mark Reese, and today I'm talking about transitions. So I don't know about y'all, but I'd say 2020 has been basically a transition year for everyone, from small to large transitions and changes. I'd go as far to say as the entire country is going through a major transition right now, from the virus to politics to just day-to-day life with all the events going on right now. So if you think back to last year, things were going pretty good for us. 
And then the year changed to 2020. Many events occurred and seemed like almost every single day there was something new that, and we all had to adapt to it. We had to transition. But I'm not up here to talk and complain about everything that happened to us in 2020. Even if these things hadn't happened, I'd probably still be up here saying the same topic. I'd only be looking out to 600 of you. So every single parent knows this transition. And every teenager knows this one. And those are scary things. The point is, everyone transitions no matter what. And it just depends on how you react to it and if you accept it or not. For example, look at the Israelites. They didn't want to transition and to, from slavery into their own country of freedom. And they wandered in the desert for 40 years because of it. Another example is Saul. He couldn't live with the transition of David in God's favor instead of him. And when he reacted badly to it, to the transition, he, he tried to get things back to the way that they were, back to his comfort zone, and everything was stripped from him. These are people who refuse to transition and move out from their comfort zone. And then on the other hand, there are several examples of people who transitioned successfully, and we can see how well they benefited from it. A huge example is from Paul. We know Paul went through an enormous transition from the biggest persecutor of the church to one of its absolutely greatest teachers. We can see his teachings in 1 Corinthians 15 as he teaches the church in Corinth how to transition properly. He tells of how the final transition is from the grave to the heavens with our Father. And let's take a look at the disciples. They all, had to, they all left what they had to come and follow Christ in a major transition. The changes were career changes, physical movement, and, well, everything. Or perhaps even the greatest uh, transition template of all, Jesus himself. He became man, walked the earth, and was killed for us so that change and transi transition might not be so painful. If you really think about it, life's transitions is just like one big college freshman first semester. You don't know what on earth you're going into and you only have a slight idea of what to expect. So going into a transition, you only have an idea of what it could be, but it's only until you fully embrace it you can really see what is all in store for you. And that's not just for us seniors, but we all come across these transitions. All the just married couples, the young parents, the parents whose children are just now leaving the house, and the people who are older and having a transition to living with assistance, and plenty of other situations. There are many transitions of all kinds in our lives, but it is the choices that we make during the journey that ultimately determine the outcome of our lives. Now that's a bit heavy on the mind but there is plenty of ways to make it easier. One way is it's always good to talk to people and pray to God about moving on and transitioning to help you in your journey. But if you never act upon what you say, those words will become dead on the ground and you will just make your way back to your comfort zone and lose every little bit of progress that you've made. But if you see the opportunity, think it over in your mind and come up with a plan. Without a plan, things get much harder than they could be. All you need to do is there is take your very first step to seizing your goal. There will always be that fear of, will people accept me? You gotta push past through that or all progress will be lost by returning to your comfort zone. Trust in God that he will help you through the journey. Going through transitions is, well, part of life and it's never easy, but 
It's absolutely necessary. It gives us some variety in life and keeps things fresh, but it also produces trepidation of the unknown. Moving out of your comfort zone is absolutely the hardest part of it. And once you get past that initial step, you'll start developing a new comfort zone. Through the years, I've realized the only reason why I've been able to go through these transitions is through the help of God, my friends, and my family. And as we seniors go on to our next phase of life, and everyone else out here goes on to their next transition, keep one thing in mind. Always stand close to your family and friends to support you in these new experiences. For in the end, the ultimate and final transition is the eternal glory of immortality set with our Heavenly Father. And everything that we do till then should be focused on that eventual goal. From here, I ask everyone just to think one thing. How can I make my transition easier? The best choice is to go to God in prayer. Transitions don't have to be hard. They can be managed and they can be worked through. You just have to take that very first step into your journey. And for all you new graduating seniors next year, I leave these words. Make this next year of the... Make this next year one of the best transitioning years of your life. Give Blake a hard time and get to know your church leaders here because they sure have helped me in transitioning into my new adult life. Good morning for the third time. Y'all can take a deep breath on the last one, okay? So as we, travel, as we travel through life, no matter age, one thing should remain constant. And that constant is our relationship with God. For God, glorification and service are hand in hand. They're the same thing. And you can use the words interchangeably. So if we spend our lives serving God, then at the same time, we are glorifying him also. When I was young, I was homeschooled, third through fifth grades. And we all know about those weird homeschool kids. Just saying. I was one of those. No, I'm just kidding. We all love the Longleys. They are great people. They are awesome. <laughs> my fourth or fifth grade year, mom taught me a lesson on the meaning of my name and what I want it to mean and how to interpret it. Well, as you know, my name is Lane. We used Google to locate the best meaning and the best interpretation, and I was so hopeful that it wouldn't just be a road and it was. I'm just a pathway. That's all I am. People walk all... No. Um, so I was... What was, what was I supposed to do with that answer? I asked my mom. And so we made a decision and we decided to look up the meaning of my first name too. Robert. And Robert means road to fame. And I know too many Roberts here. Robert Connell, my dad. Robert Harper. Robert Fortner. And let me tell you, we are not famous. Not anywhere close. So... I've never aspired to be famous, never wanted to be famous. So I asked my mom, and we discussed it together, and so we, were gonna change, we changed it to what we want it to mean as a road to heaven. I remember we just smiled real big, real big at each other. We were so happy that we came up with this interpretation. So from a very young age, I wanted to do my best to glorify my God and our God because I had this example. As people, when we age, we have to travel down our own road. We begin to create our own thoughts and have our own ideas. We want to learn for ourselves and find out our purpose in being in this world. But sometimes we become, we become confused and our thoughts can become a selfish ambition. God's people did this in Genesis when they decided their purpose was to make a name for themselves. 
They wanted to become self-sufficient and without the help and presence of God. If you will turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 11, we'll read verses 1 through 9. Genesis 11, verses 1 through 9. And it reads, Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitumen for or mortar. And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down and say, to see the city and tower which the children of man had built. The Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they all have one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language, so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of the earth, and they, lift, and they left off the building the city. Therefore, its name was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there, the Lord dispersed them over the face of the earth. The main problem of this people was that they were choosing to glorify the wrong things and serving the wrong gods. As we can see, the plan to become distant or equal even to God was not a success. God divided the people and turned them into different nations, different cultures. They spoke different languages. God only wanted the best for them, though. And the best for them was him and his decisions. Like them, the best for us is God. So to our seniors, Rylan, Clancy, Zach, Paige, Austin, Lindsey, Brady, Mark, Cy, and Colby. God is the answer for us, and he is what we need to stay on track. God never changes, and we cannot start our new lives without him. One of my favorite memories is having Mr. Kofer teach class. And let me tell you, as a freshman, that deep, thunderous voice he has is terrifying. Um, but when he read scripture, it's like he became a different person. And for six weeks or so, during my junior year, I think, he would read one certain verse every Wednesday evening. And I loved how he made it work in every lesson. And this verse is Hebrews 13.8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I will always remember this verse and remember the joy and hope it gives me. And the joy it gave Mr. Kofer too. We were comforted to know that even if we leave God... He will always be the same, and he will always be here when we are ready to come back to him. This is why we must glorify God. In our lives, no matter your age, I challenge us to create our own thoughts, to find our purpose, and to make a name for ourselves, but more importantly, establish and sustain your faith. As seniors leaving home, we can't have our parents' faith anymore. It's up to us now to create our own faith. We have to strive to be God-sufficient instead of self-sufficient. And always ask yourself, who am I trying to glorify? So a few weeks ago, I asked all of the seniors four different questions. Question number one, I asked them, have they matured, already matured into their own faith? And thankfully, I was given awesome answers because I don't know what I would have said if we hadn't. Um, I'm so proud of us all. I'm happy to say we are all either working hard to establish our own faith, or we have already discovered it and we are still working diligently to keep it strong. Question one and, or two and three, are you going to college and what are you planning to major in and what are your plans after college? Just like the people at the Tower of Babel, 
We are being sent out away from comfort and routine to find our own pathway to God. We all have different plans, paths, ranging from teachers, medical field, preachers as myself, political sciences, and, <coughs> excuse me, and cybersecurity. And Rylan wants to be a mother. Oh, wait, no, 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 I'm sorry. Paige is hoping to be a mother. That's right, Paige. I read that wrong, sorry. Uh, we all have great opportunities to be a light and a guide for somebody if we constantly strive to glorify God and use our knowledge to teach. The last question I asked them, who their biggest role model was. We all had different answers, but they were all so much the same in that the people who were our guides and our idol, our idols, our um, role models, they worked to, to sustain their faith and stay, and stay to glorify God. And these people are as listed. Lindsay said her parents, Mike and Tammy Rogers. Ryland said his brother, Keelan. Clancy also said his brother, Keelan. Zach said his mother, Jennifer Binkley. Paige said Miss Brianna Dozier. Cy, his mother, Terry Noland. Colby, his mother, Sharon Gilley. Austin said the whole Harper family, just as a whole, and Blake Dozier. Mark said his grandfather, James Reese. Brady said Zach Binkley, one of our fellow seniors, and Blake Dozier. And my answer was Blake Dozier and my mother, Becky Connell. These people are the reason we are the way we are, good and bad. They have been there for us, and they have been the best role models a child looking to serve God could ask for. They have chosen to glorify God, and they were dedicated to living this example out. Thank you so very much for your diligence and your teaching and love for, to show us how to live. Dedication, like we saw in our parents, is one of the hardest traits to keep as a Christian. Luckily, we have a perfect example of Job. Job had the life. He had everything he could want. He had family, friends, land, livestock, and an unbreakable bond with God himself. During a discussion between God and Satan, Satan was told by God he could do anything he wanted to Job, and that Job would still stay faithful. And after everything, let's turn to Job 1, 20 and 20, 22, through, 22 through 22, excuse me. Job 1, 20 through 22. Then Job arose and tore his robe and shaved his head and fell on the ground and worshiped. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. As we read in the end, after everything, he was still living his life for God and glorifying him. And it paid off tremendously, because I can guarantee you one day we will see Job in heaven, and we will know exactly who he is. Getting to serve God like we do is a treat. He is so compassionate and loving, and is always willing to give us the answers we need. God has already chosen to be dedicated to us, so if we choose a life dedicated to God like Job did, then we will gain the reward of heaven when our time comes. Oh, what a God we get to glorify. I hope we can one day all establish our own faith and create a personal relationship with God. I hope we can learn to form our own ideas and to learn from our mistakes. I hope we can all find our road to heaven. Remember to be God-sufficient instead of self-sufficient because we cannot do this alone. I dream to see all of us together amidst our reward of heaven because we chose to glorify the only worthy of glorification. My God your God, and together he's our God.
to the seniors and to everyone, one last thing. I would like to read Romans chapter 15, 1 through 7. And it reads, We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, The reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. And for whatever is, was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Jesus Christ, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. I hope you find encouragement in these words and find the love of God and experience it. We all get to glorify a God who has willingly welcomed us into his life for protection and for love. I leave you with this question. Who have you chosen to glorify? If you're having trouble answering this question or if you need prayer, maybe you're having trouble with, the, with transitions in life. Maybe you're having trouble being like sticky tape and, or duct, duct tape and stick together and be a bond that can't be broken. If you need something, maybe you're ready to lock in your reward of heaven through baptism. We would love to talk to you and pray for you. Someone is here to help you. So if you need anything, come now as we stand and sing.